And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John Oh, yeah, that is the beginning of the Weighing In Podcast with my man Josh Thompson coming in from a new studio, which we will be doing relentlessly for the next couple of weeks. We will be in different places at different times, but we got a lot to talk about with the UFC 273 over now, a couple of championship fights, some different placements on people as far as rankings now. Got a little bit to talk about. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I mean, um, I'm a little tired. I've finally gotten oh, over I don't that, that uh, horse throat. I've got over that horse throat a little bit. Jeez, man, it's horrible. I still a little raspy, as you guys can hear. Um, but overall, it's been good. You know, I got a lot of traveling. You and I both have a lot of traveling to do, so <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. These next what four weeks is going to be nuts because we go to London. We're home for like four to five days. Then we go to London, sorry, Paris, then London. Yep. So um, we do San Jose, Hawaii, home for four or five days. Then we go to Paris. Then we go to London. It's just going to be madness. This is so my last day in my us. studio. My last oh, day. No. This is it. I leave be, home to, uh, tomorrow and I never come back. You'll be doing a broadcast from your tin can that you decided to sell your beautiful house. Oh my God. You just said (laughs) I'm going to have a tin can. You're going to be, you're going to be doing your broadcast from a tin can. There'll be an echo in the room. There'll be all these things. See, you see, you're such a negative Nancy. This is, I don't understand. You, you said when I, you told your wife, Miss McCarthy, when I move into this house, this is it. We're done. I did. We're not doing anything else. I did. John. Now you're moving from your dream house to a tin can. I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand a bar dominium. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't understand a bar dominium. Oh, man. But hey, you know what, though? New beginnings, new fresh things. Obviously, it's uh, definitely going to be a new experience, new fun. And man, I am way too old for this shit because I am so tired of moving crap right now. I don't doubt it. I, look, Ooh. I'm going through the, I'm going through a little bit of the same thing with like that you're going through because of my gyms. I sold... Uh, I sold my gyms. So, um, yeah, that's going to be happening as well. So I'll be moving the gym probably around May 1st, and that's right before we leave to Paris, London. So, But new beginnings, not just the, you know, with the gym cell, but it's on top of that, though, on top of all that, we've got a new gym to move into. There's a very big gym that that I think the the members will all be happy with, which they don't know about, which I'm letting them know, obviously, because a lot of them listen. (laughs) Obviously, I think you are letting them know because you're letting everyone else know. I just brought that up right now. I didn't even realize because I just thought you and I were talking, of course. So, ah, geez, I'm gonna shoot, I'm shooting myself in the foot right now. Yes, it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a sad situation. I kind of, you know, you own you own gyms. When you sold yep. your gym, what went through your mind? Thank God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, no, there's my, there's there's great things about having a gym, but what, you know, the, the worst part about having a gym is because you have a nice gym. And it's, you know, mine was a picture. Everyone thinks you're rich when no. you're actually putting money into it most of the time yeah. to keep the doors open. So yeah. it's, you know, gyms are great because there's things about them that, man, with, especially with the kids or you see people that are, you know, come in and they're, they don't know anything and they're not healthy and all of a sudden they're just changing their lifestyle and all of a sudden they start to know things. It's great to watch that evolution in them because you're helping them change to be better. 
then you have the people that are just a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's good to get rid of them. Yeah. I've weeded out a lot of them over the years, and uh, I've really just got the the best ones that I could possibly have as of now. And and obviously pre COVID, we lost a lot during them, but then they've all started making their way back, and it's been great. But on top of that, though, but the new facility that so I didn't just sell my gyms; I actually bought another gym, so I have a bigger facility now, not just two gyms. So I don't know if that's gonna. But I joined with an investment company, an investment group, so now I own a huge, huge gym which will remain nameless as of now. And uh, yes. that will be moving, making some names. And uh, at least all the members that I have, like with yours, they went to new client and then what, they went to a new ownership, that type of thing. But now with, with my members, they'll be moving into a top end facility with all the best things available to them. So um, it's something for them to look forward to, not just be like, oh man, I lost this. No, no, you're gaining something a lot, a lot bigger, yeah. a lot nicer uh, with a lot more amenities. And with, uh, with the biggest thing is for the mothers, for daycare, because we have daycare at the new facility. Hey, that's and that's good. a big deal. for So to make sure that all the parents can work out while their kids are in daycare or they're in fitness classes or they're in jiu-jitsu or they're in. So that'll be a big deal. Anyways, well, hey, let's let's roll into the show, man. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to the actual fights. And uh, where do you want to start, John? I'd say you started with the beginning. Let's go with the uh, main event since uh, Alexander Volkanovsky as we yeah. said, proved why he is the man. He looked fantastic. He looked sharp. He looked fast. It looked like a, honest to God, Josh, it looked like a training session. It looked like a sparring session. He was that yeah. much better in just everything. He hardly got touched. You know, I love the Korean zombie. He was just, you could tell the speed difference was huge. And he was getting hit with big shots. I mean, big shots relentlessly throughout the rounds as they were going on. You know, he got put down on his butt multiple times. Tough, got back, you know, into the fight. When it when it hit the fourth round, you know, you, you could tell. He was he was beat. He was yeah. beat. And I, I thought it was a great, watching... Go ahead. great stop by Herb. Herb did you know, he did not let him take more because he just saw that it, you know what was happening he gave him that chance to try to do something in that round it wasn't there a lot of people are going to complain you never you didn't even go down in that round no that was a great stoppage by herb it was the right move good job he's too tough for his own good all right one of my favorite things is butcher box butcher box is one of the greatest packages that you can receive at your home because it is full of incredible meats, fish, chicken, pork, and it's all the best. Grass-fed. This is the highest quality of standard that you can meet, and you can taste the difference. Josh, I know that you are someone that likes to eat quality things. You like to barbecue all the time. Talk to me about Butcher Box and the way you feel. You didn't just say grass-fed, you said grass-fed's free range, you've got farm-raised, you've got all sorts of different ways of getting your meat. Butcher Box is definitely the way to go. For me personally, right, if you order in through through our promo code of weighing in, use that promo code, they will give you two pounds of two pounds of free grass-fed beef. Okay. Ground beef. For the life, ground beef for the life of your membership with them. For as long as you keep buying from them using our promo code, they will give you two pounds of every, with every order of free meat. And that is amazing because right now, if you guys have been not, if you guys haven't been to like Costco, Safeway, Albertsons, wherever you guys shop, have you guys not seen the price of meat these days? Three ribeyes the other day cost me $85 at Costco, the cheapest place to get meat. Guess what? Go to Butcher Box. You can ensure that there's no added hormones and they'll give you 
a little bit more meat with every one of your purchases. Your very first purchase will give you $10 off as well. So make sure you go to ButcherBox, use our promo code WAYNEIN. Look, each box is going to contain between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending upon the box type that you order. That's enough for about 24 individual meals. I love the ribeyes. I love the filet mignons. And I love the salmon that comes. It's fantastic. You can use it on your grill. You can put it in your oven and bake it. All of it. Free shipping for you in the continental U.S. This is your chance to never have to shop for meat again. You don't have to go to Costco like Josh did. You can go and just sit at home and they're going to bring it to you. Go to butcherbox.com slash weighing in and get that two pounds of ground beef. Like Josh was saying, with every order for the life of your membership, you can't ask for anything more than that. That is free meat. Two pounds of free meat. Come on. Think about it. They're feeding you for free almost. Go to butcherbox.com slash weighing in to claim that deal. Yeah, John, I was actually, I was sitting here talking at the fight command here with uh, Brendan and Matt Michiron and, and Cowan, and we were talking and said, hey, should he stop the fight? Like, should his corner stop the fight between third rounds three and four? Because he was there was there was never a moment where he was winning and taking over the fight. <laughs> and he and so when I winning. saw that happening, I'm like, he, he had no way. There was no no room for success that I saw. He was way slower. And then Josh, the, what that? What he, minute out of the first, we'll <laughs> say, fifteen minutes did he win? None. There you I go. Only one. Not I'll one. one minute of it. Not it wasn't one. a full minute that he actually won. He won. He won. He had like a couple. One, he had a couple two, nice like, shots segments. he landed. Yeah, but other than that, no, I didn't have him winning any. Not not nope. one full minute. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so when I Don't started looking at me. the fight, I know, man, I know. <laughs> I, I figured it out. It's allergies. I figured it out. I was trying to figure out whether I was sick or not. But I was like, I didn't feel bad all week. I just felt like. I lost my voice and then two of my members came in and then like they didn't they lost their voice and one of them he's like my dad just woke up and lost his voice he's like no idea how or what so there must be a little bit extra pollen in the air in this in the bay area so i'm feeling better a little bit since wednesday i've been the voice came back a little bit on wednesday Wednesday the rest of the day on wednesday when we filmed early wednesday morning but i did the best i could look with zombie i really feel like it was the best thing for the the referee stoppage herb did a great job and if you guys would have listened to us, you guys would have went to mybookie.ag and used and used our promo code Wayne in and realized that we said take the under on that fight because I really believed that Volk was going to get him out of there under four and a half. I mean, four and a half was that was if he would have said three and a half, I would have said no. Zombie's one of those guys; he's too too strong for his own good, tough. too uh, too tough for his own good, and he proved that tonight. He would have kept going. Oh yeah, but the the ref, I think you know Herb did a good job, you know, and and stopped the fight. I agree with you, John. We, there, there's those moments where you look and if you're the referee and this is going through your mind, you're saying, you're actually telling yourself, I haven't had one minute that this guy has won in this fight. And yeah. he's just taking more and more damage. He's taking bigger and bigger shots. He was just put down near the at the end of the third round. And now he just got, just got hit and just wobbled badly in the start of the fourth. There's no way he's going to be winning this. He doesn't, you know, it, a lot of people, well, he's got a puncher's chance. No, he doesn't. No. He wasn't landing shots. And to sit there and say, well, he could have. No. Sometimes it's just not your day. It's not your night. It's not your, you know, it's not your fight. This this wasn't his fight, but God damn, you got to give it to Volkanovsky, man. Yeah. He's getting better. He's getting scary good. Yeah. 
it broke Chin's heart tonight to see Korean Zombie go down because, you know, Chin's, you know, Korean. So <laughs> it really bothered him a lot. He was like, oh, no, what happened? Oh, oh God, why they stop it? He's like, he could have kept going. No, 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 he could have kept going. You're right, he could have. Because yeah. he's a Could have got knocked out. Yeah. Because those was, add up. And that's the biggest thing with him, right? He's taken so much damage, th damage throughout his career. Yep. The Leonard Garcia fights, other fights that he's had with Aldo, all the all those situations, right? He's taken a lot of damage in some of his fights. Yep. And so for him to continue to take damage like he was taking in that fight, it was just unnecessary. Yep. You know, for him to go back to the drawing board, maybe spend more time with Henry Cejudo, work on his wrestling, do more things like that. You can't, look, I love what Henry's doing, but you, not everyone can just jump in with Henry for, say, six to eight weeks and all of a sudden, it's fixed. It doesn't yes. work that way because you need more time. You need more time to work on your wrestling. You need more time to work off that wrestling and then countering off that wrestling. You need to be able to build off of all of those things. And Henry does a great job with everyone that he's ever worked with. And you've seen the proof in the, is in the pudding. But the bottom line is you need more time when you're somebody like Korean Zombie who doesn't really have a wrestling base. He doesn't have a grappling base. He needs more time to work with someone like Henry. One camp wasn't going to be enough against someone like Volk. But overall, he showed his toughness. He's continued to show his toughness. I think he's a stud, and there's no doubt about it. He's a stud. Will he ever become champion? I don't I don't know. It depends. Does Volk go up in weight? Because if he does, then that opens up the spot for Zombie to make another run. If Volk stays there because he's one of those smaller 45-pounders, then I think it, I think the, the right hand is the wall. I mean, pretty much, I don't know who's going to beat him. You know, I don't know who's going to beat Volk. Give me somebody who's going to beat him. Max is <laughs> arguably beat him the first time, but then lost to him the second time, or vice versa. No, argue, it was. Vice versa. Lost him the yeah, first time. Versa. I thought won the second one, but okay. You know what I mean? But so, that, he's it, the closest. And then you have who else do you have after that? I mean, there's yeah, the, you. You could look. You know, you could look at the Ortega fight. Ortega came close, came close to submitting him. If you want to say, you know, he had a chance. But Volkanovski, you know, won most of that fight. And uh, John, I went back and watched that fight just the other day. I yeah. went back and watched. It. He he, Volk won rounds one and two. Round three was close, but you got to remember how that round ended. Sure, the round ended with him almost in a triangle. He almost got uh, guillotined, but he was taking some big shots when he was on bottom as well. So oh, yeah. that wear down on on Ortega in rounds four and five, he just ran away with it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it really wasn't a close fight. That round no, three was, a was great probably fight. one of the most. It was one of the, I put that round three right there up there and with that Nick Diaz and uh, Paul Daly, Paul Daly. Fight. Yep. That round three was that type of action. I, yeah. I don't hold a lot of fights to that level of excitement and that level of, you know, like, hey, this is where the fighter expectations should be when you're watching a fight. That was that, definitely that was one of those rounds. You know, you have Paul Daly, Nick Diaz being number one. This was probably number two or number three, somewhere in there. I think Whaley Zhang and uh, Yuana had a round like that. I know the whole fight was like that. But like they 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 had one they had one round two rounds that were just nasty back and forth vicious fight, yeah. so not a lot of fighters have been able to experience that type of brutality on both sides and that type of fight IQ on both sides guillotine some escape get out of the escape okay and then the vicious ground and pound then throw yourself into a triangle almost finish him by a triangle get out of that get beat up some more and ground and pound it was just a back and forth third round so I don't know who's gonna really challenge him. Because that fight really, even outside of that round, was not close. You know, I mean, so outside of that, I don't really know. But he's going well, yeah. to fifty-five. Does does he go up to fifty-five? I don't think he. Do you think I he don't should? think he's going to. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> and uh, I don't I think mean, he Dana's should. going to get to a level where he's like, okay, I don't, I don't know think... if I want to pay you anymore this amount of money to keep <laughs> hey, the same. Guy you know what? Beaten. No, 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 no. This is <laughs> at this point. 
he's in that driver's seat of, you know, yeah, Dana's going to try to look and push him towards certain things, and that's okay. That's Dana's job as a promoter. But all he's got to say is, no, I'll stay right where I'm at. Be smart. There are guys there. Arnold Allen, that's one. You can yeah. take a look and say, okay, that's that's a guy that, you know, could give him a fight. Do I think, do I think that Arnold's going to beat him? I don't. I'm just being honest. Right now, I don't see him beating him. You know, what about Yair Rodriguez? That would be the one guy that I look at based upon his style. Could it be that he could cause Volkanovski problems? Yair Rodriguez might be that guy. He might be the yeah. one. But then again, it could be that Volkanovski just puts it on him, takes him down, beats him up, yeah. gets back on his feet, you know, hurts him on the feet. So... I don't see. I'm being honest. I don't see anybody right now beating him in the feather. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little name in the hat there though that we just we we continue to forget about because he hasn't been around for a while. Zabit. If Zabit was able to come back, get one win, he's got to get on the track. He's got to get back. Basically, back on the bike. He's a bad matchup. He's a bad matchup for him because of the reach, the range, the wrestling, the sweeps, the submissions, all of those things. Zabit's a bad matchup for him. The, now, the cardio re- wise, I would give it to to Volk all day long oh, in the fourth and fifth round because we saw what happened with him with K- Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater, I yeah. yeah, I see that. I see that potentially happen with him too. He expends so much energy in the throws, the striking, the power, doing all the flashy stuff. But in a five round fight, maybe he fights differently. You know, you don't know how he's going to fight somebody in a five round fight. Volk puts brings the pressure for five rounds. Oh, yeah. We saw that tonight. We've seen it before in the past. But overall, I, I'm. I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with him. Um, all right, I'm going to do fantasy matchup here, though, on top of this. Because, I mean, we have to. Because there's no one else <laughs> There's no one else for him to fight. So i got to throw out some fantasy stuff. Let's him go. and AJ McKee. Uh, right now, i got to go Volkanovski. Okay, tell me why. Just as basic as it gets. Speed-wise, I think they match up very well. I oh, I'll give AJ the speed. Yeah, I tell you what, Volkanovski it's close, looked, but I get Volkanovski looked pretty goddamn fast tonight. Yeah, but yeah, Korean slow. His, his, hands, Korean, okay, Korean maybe, slow. his hands were fast. He looked good. Uh, gas tank. I got to go with Volkanovski. I, I will. I'll agree with you. Okay. I think just overall power. power I think they're close. Yeah, maybe Volkanovski, but submission wise. Well, John, no, you're killing me here. No, submission-wise, I go with AJ. AJ's got a better submission game, no doubt about it. Okay, but I don't think he can submit Volkanovski based upon what I saw with Ortega because Ortega had him, man. That what about wrestling? Side, that t- wrestling, AJ's a better wrestler. Okay. So I go, here's the thing, is I think with the speed and the power, it goes to AJ. I think the reach and the range goes to AJ. Well, the reach and the range absolutely goes to AJ. Of course. So when you mix the speed and the power with that, you don't think the speed, but I think because of the reach and the range, the speed's going to be a huge factor. AJ can get in and get out before Volk can get all the way inside to actually hit him and touch him. So I think that's where the problem's going to lie, is that Volk's going to have a hard time covering that distance. Max was able to hit him with some clean shots because he's long and lanky and rangy and things like that. But the speed, if you're going to say Max is fast, AJ's faster than Max, but oh, AJ, AJ, does not AJ have, is faster than Max, but he does not have. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. AJ's faster than Max. And if, if Max was able to touch him as many times as he was able to, but AJ doesn't have the output that Max has. No. So I got to, I got to, I got to neutralize that whole situation. Yeah. But when I look at the way that they fight, 
I look, and I'm not saying that I I think Vulcan a hundred percent win. I'm not I'm not saying that you guys. I'm just I'm I'm comparing the two when it comes to speed, power. We'll go. I give it to AJ. The reach and the range obviously goes to AJ. Those are the biggest problems to deal with. You just said wrestling and jitsu would go to AJ. I give the cardio to Volk. Oh no doubt. I give I I would also I would even probably I would actually even go fight IQ to Volkanovski. Yeah. So if you're talking fight IQ, which is a big factor, that plays all those other athleticism, athletic features, they don't play as much of a factor as that fight IQ does. That's true. And Volk being who Volk is, I, I would I would lean, and I'm, and I'm probably getting a lot of blowback on this. Yes, but you I would are. Lean towards, I would lean more towards Volk, though, to be honest. Okay? Yeah. But I would honestly say that if people were looking at this fight, I would say AJ has more ways of winning this fight. Submission-wise, wrestling-wise, striking-wise, speed-wise, knockout power, all that stuff, AJ's got more more potential to win, to finish the fight than Volkanovski does. Volkanovski has to drag this into five rounds. I don't think he can finish AJ. Tell me how he can finish him. It's yeah, one of the, I, I, that's, I, I know there was a whole thing where AJ was saying, you know, talk to Uncle Dana, but it ain't going to happen. So I don't <laughs> it, never, it will never let's, happen. Let's, let's go It'll to never. Aljamain Sterling against Peter Young. I, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there right now. No matter what, <laughs> no matter what it is, you got. I was very impressed with Al Jermaine and the way he fought, but there's no way he won that first round. And this show of Wayne is brought to you by, of course, MyBookie.ag, our longest sponsor that we've had and one of the best. If you guys listened to us earlier this week, you made a little bit of money by taking our advice because we've been on point as of lately. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a raspy voice in the middle of the week. Guess what? It is a little bit back, but I could actually speak and talk to you. John, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, not but John knows, but everyone else should know. Look, we made you guys some money. I want our 10% in the mail. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in, you guys, and we'll give you a little extra spending cash when you guys use that promo code Wayne in. There's a little QR code right there that Podcast Dave is going to put up. And when he puts that up and you click on that, that'll take you to our Wayne in podcast where you can actually use that for a little extra spending cash in terms of getting your first initial buy-in. So they'll give you some extra money with that first initial buy-in at mybookie.ag when you use that promo code weighing in the heavier shots were landed easily by Jan and that's why you know and, and I thought it was a smart tactic by Aljamain to stay on the outside to move continuously but he didn't land much he landed a couple of kicks not real hard and he got he got hit with some big you know heavy shots for a little bit and right near the end, Jan really started landing some good shots. There's no way in the world you're going to tell me that that Aljo won that first round. But I will say, I thought he fought a great fight. The second round being the, you know, the one that, he, and this is the difference. He won that second round huge. Now, he did not damage Peter Jan, so I can see why they all went 10-9 with it. But it was the clearest round of all of them, easily for Aljo. So if you're taking a look at it, the first round, close. Fourth round, fifth round, close, but Peter Jan wins them. Second and third round, easy for Aljamain Sterling. So I'm not upset with the, you know him winning the fight. I thought he actually fought a very smart fight. He fought well, and you got to give him props. props. He won the belt the way it's supposed to be won. John, I mean, for everyone, you guys all know I went hard in the paint against him. Okay. After the, and look, I didn't go hard in the paint against him in terms of 
it was not his fault on how he won the title. No. It was an illegal blow. He was given the title because of that situation. I was against the acting job that he did. Like, oh my God, I won? What's going on? That to me was an Oscar performance. It was actually a really bad Oscar performance. So no, he didn't win the Oscar. He was nominated probably, but he didn't win it. <laughs> but what it really came down to is at, at the end of the day, today, John, I really believe, uh, yeah, at the end of the day today, he was champ. But yep. it really came down to this. I feel like he came in because of all the flack he got. He came in with no pressure. Uh, you know I, why? Okay. Exactly. And I thought so Jan well. fought. You could see he was loading up. He fought angry. And we always talk about you fight angry, you don't fight well. You can't be angry. No. You can't be mad. And he was. And you could see it at times. And it makes a difference. Well, not only did he fight angry. He, there was moments where he fought dumb, where he just yeah. started turning his back. And oh, everyone know. that knows that you watch Aljo fight, and if you've ever studied him at all, and you hear through the grapevine how good he is on the back, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, a human he was, backpack. Soon, he was throwing his arm over the head, giving him the back. Like he, Instead of like getting the overhook or wizarding or trying to fight for the underhook, he fought for the underhook a bunch after he gave up his back you know, the second and third round. But he... He didn't real like I don't think he realized that he wouldn't be able to get out of there. He's losing rounds, just giving them away. So I also look like you. I also had him winning rounds one. I had him winning rounds. I think four and five. Four and five. I think is what it was. Yeah, four and five. But at the end of the day, is I I, I it's not a robbery in any way. No. If you want to give him one of those rounds, if you want to give him one of those rounds, whatever it may, it's not a robbery. Aljo did what he had to do. He came in. He performed. He did the best he could. What he did better this time was he came in more relaxed. That was number one. That was the number one key thing he did. He yeah, came he in more crazy. relaxed. He realized that this is a five-round fight, and he didn't blow his wad in the first two rounds. Yep. And on top of that, he came in phenomenal shape. But then what he did was he let Peter Yan make the mistakes, and he capitalized on them. He didn't try to force the, the scenario and the situation to, to, to the point where he was hanging on the legs, trying to get takedown after takedown. Remember when we talked about it, I said, how much pressure does he put on himself to get the takedown? He didn't put any pressure on himself to get the takedown. Jan gave him the takedown. Actually gave him his back. Multiple times. Yes, and so in that scenario, in that fight, I was thinking to myself, damn, he's outperforming Jan right now and just doing a great job. Jan making, making mistakes, but like he, he was doing a great job of capitalizing on every moment of those mistakes. He never once just like, oh, he let it blunder and mess it up. He did a great job. He fought a great fight tonight. I'm not arguing with the decision. I thought Jan won, but hey, look, if you gave it to, to yeah. Sterling, it is what it is. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Congratulations on being the new champ. I feel like I don't owe you, I'm not gonna owe you an apology because I was mad I wasn't <laughs> mad at you, but I was just simply saying your acting job wasn't that great. And it was upsetting to see a top level fighter like you act like that. Like, look, I get it. You won the title because of an illegal blow. You deserve to get the title, however you want to put it. But at the end of the day, it was mad that you you hammed it up during the middle of the whole situation. That's what bugged it. I think that's what bugged a lot of people. <clears throat> but he ended up he ended up utilizing all that energy and playing the hill so well that he came in so relaxed that it benefited him tonight. Boy, and he continued on with the heel performance going with all his uh, TJ Dillashaw's talk and everything, which is, hey, smart. Play it out. Play it all the way out to the end. It was the way to do it. I thought it was You a don't think smart, we see number three role. next? I don't know. I, I do think you're going to see TJ Dillashaw next, but it all depends upon injuries too. 
Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. TJ's tailor-made for him. Or sorry, Aljo's tailor-made for TJ. Stylistically, yeah. Aljo cannot take, I don't think Aljo's going to be able to take TJ down. Maybe he get him down once or twice. I don't think he'll be able to get him down. It's going to be tough. And, gonna and to, on the feet. going to have to beat him on the feet. And on the feet, oh, I'm going I'm going TJ. But if I put if I put Aljo if I put TJ and Jan, that's a tough fight for TJ. It's so yeah. weird how styles make well, matches. Styles make fights. We that's sit the here whole and thing. say we sit here and say MMA like MMA math doesn't work, which I'm trying to prove to you guys right now. This shit don't work. It doesn't work, John. No, it doesn't. Yeah, styles. It, your style putting it against one person, it's going to do something. Putting it against another, completely different. It's just yeah. the way it is. But. Congratulations to Al Jermaine. You are the champ. Well done, sir. Ah, we had the non-championship fight, but God, it was a good one. Chemayev versus Gilbert Burns. Best fight of the night? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I had it right up there, though, with McKenzie and Tisha Torres. That was a good fight, too. That was a good fight, too. A lot of scrambling. A little bit more scrambling, not as many punches and stuff thrown, but... Like all the scram. Anyways, let's move on to the Chimaev. We'll talk about the, 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 but girls the later. Like, let's be know. honest. Chimaev Burns fight was better. There was knockdowns in it. There was a lot of power. Yeah, you're, no, no. You're, it, you're was it was a little biased. It was not biased. biased. It was better. You're biased. You're you're you're, you're biased. boy. We get it. You're Chimaev's boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to talk about one of my favorite products out there. It is Fume. Fume is F-U-M, and Fume is something for you to become a healthier person. If you're a smoker, if you're a vapor. Or if you know somebody that is, Fume is the product for you. Fume is a way for you to continue with that hand-to-mouth habit that comes with smoking. That you just kind of get naturally drawn to it's something you have to do. Well, you can do it with Fume, and you can do it with a healthy way of using essential oils to keep you from being an unhealthy person. Essential oils are what is placed into this prominent. There is a core that you place into this and you can breathe that essential oil in, take it in. You'll feel refreshed. You can do it anywhere at any time. There is nothing that comes out of it. No nasty smoke, vapors, anything like that. This is a clean product for you to become a healthier person right now. If you are a smoker and you want to stop, this is is the way for you to take the first step on your way to becoming a healthier person. Fume was invented for people that have that hand-to-mouth habit. Look, it's 100% natural. It's, this prominent is made out of Canadian maple. The cores are infused with an essential oil. 100% natural, no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors. This is absolutely the best with no nicotine, and nicotine is what is addictive. The Fume story was it was launched in Calgary, Canada. You know everything comes from Canada is nice because Canada is a nice place with nice people. We have over 50,000 customers around the world using this, and we are on a mission to get 1 million people to quit smoking by the year 2025. Look, at quitting is tough, but Fume can really help you. This is your way to start becoming healthier now. Look, I didn't expect much when I first started with Fume. I didn't think it was going to do anything because I've never been a smoker. I don't like to put anything in my lungs, but this I actually like. It helps open up my nasal cavity and stuff because I get stuffy noses all the time from being punched in the face too many times. This is the greatest product ever when it comes 
to you stopping your vaping or your smoking, whether you're a smoker or not. I know those cravings are there. This is your way to get the cravings at least a little bit less, and you can still have that feeling of you're doing something that is healthy for you. So right now, I want you to go to Breathe Fume. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M. No E on the end of that. Dot com slash weighing in and use the promo code weighing in. Go to breathefume.com slash weighing in. Use the promo code weighing in and you will get 10% off of your purchase right now. There's all kinds of great flavors. There's lemon bliss. There's peppermint. There's in the holiday times, they even have eggnog. They all feel good, taste good, smell good, and they're healthy for you. Become a healthier person right now. Trust me, you're going to like Fume. I love it. I thought, it was, you know what, it was, uh, Chemayev proved a lot because he's never been pushed. And sometimes when yeah. you get pushed, you know, and you've, you've talked about this, you don't know until it happens. And he got pushed, and it was 1-1 going into that third round. I thought Gilbert Burns had won that second round. He hurt him, put him down. Going into the third round, it was even. And Chemayev could have folded. Nope. Came out, performed beautifully. I thought his jab was the difference in the fight. His ability to land that jab consistently, even put him down in the first round with that jab. The jab was a big difference. I thought it was kind of uh, telling that the very first thing that he wanted to do was take Burns down. Even though when he took him down, didn't stay there. No. <laughs> he got up, which was smart, but... He wanted to prove, I'll take you down. And his wrestling was good. Burns was unable to get a takedown of his own. But God damn, you got to give it to Gilbert. He fought his ass off, and he was throwing bombs all the way to the end. Okay, so I I caught a ton of flack in the comment section, you guys. and Because I, I still do read the comments, believe it or not. And you guys were like, what are you talking about? The verdict's not in yet. You don't know what you're talking about. He's a stud. This is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see him get pushed. We hadn't seen him get pushed. Nope. You guys, to sit here and say the verdict was out, he almost, he could have folded yep. at the end of that second round. I wanted to see. He got through the adversity. He got dropped a little bit. He got waddled a little bit. He, got, You know, it was a little bit of exchange where all of a sudden he wasn't the bully anymore. He wasn't the hammer. He was starting to become the nail. There you and go. He made the adjustments from the second to the third round, and that's what you want to see out of your fighters. Do I think he's the real deal? Absolutely. Do I think that he is as high as everyone was trying to put him up on there to warrant a, a minus 600 or 700 on the voting scales? Absolutely not. He's got some room for growth, you guys. That's where people need to understand. His stand-up tonight, it didn't look impressive. Don't be wrong. He landed some clean shots. He did some good stuff. Okay, But Gilbert is not a stand-up king either. He's a jiu-jitsu practitioner who's one of the best in the world. Okay, so when you're trying to compare, he was he was able to get Gilbert down, but he didn't really do a whole lot on the ground either. So when you're talking about now, Gilbert is the one. He's obviously he's the number two guy right now. You're number two in the rankings, but number three in the world at that weight class for the UFC. I'm just simply saying, he has room for growth. We put him on a pedestal. Fans put him on a pedestal. I wasn't ready to go there yet. Do I think he's the real deal now after seeing the adversity he was able to go through? What he took in that second round. What after what he delivered in the first round, what you have to remember is that fighters, when they deliver such a great performance in the first round and they come out and have a second round like that, 
they normally start to fold going into the third. Right. They're like, it's not going my way. Oh man, humble. I'll put my head down. Just give up. Everyone will understand. No, he didn't do that. And Gilbert fought the exact opposite way. He was came out almost like he didn't know. He didn't realize he had won the, the second round. He didn't come out dictating the pace right away. Because Chemayev came out dictating the pace, and yeah. that automatically changed how that third round went. And so, it, I give Chemayev a, a tip my hat to him. Great performance, great job. Way to silence Josh Thompson. I'm sure that was your goal in life, but great <laughs> job. I just thought it was. I thought he fought a great fight. I saw what I wanted to see out of him, John, in being a performer. I also saw what I didn't want to see out of him. He was so relaxed, but he played it up to the point where he wasn't humble anymore. You saw him sitting on the fence before Gilbert walked out, all that stuff. There's times for that. Some of the best guys in the world that were the best, John Jones, knowing how great he was, okay, DC, Khabib, uh, all those fighters that were young, Conor McGregor, that had that about them, Jose Aldo, you never saw them with the antics really when they walked out. You know, they came out, they knew it was fight day. This is a real situation. It almost backfired on him a little bit. I think he needs to make sure that he remembers. At the end of the day, when I'm fighting the best guys in the world, it's a fight. And anything can happen. He almost fell out at the end of that second round. Yeah, he did. It was That fight could have uh, ended up completely different with Gilbert Burns winning, but I thought both performed very well. I thought Gilbert yeah. showed a lot in that fight. I thought Shemayev showed a lot, so... Definitely, to me, that was the fight of the night. Uh, performance of the night by both. Incredible. Mackenzie yeah. Dern versus Tisha Torres. The tiny tornado almost <laughs> did it. She kept that fight on the field. I thought Mackenzie was pushing the takedown way too hard. Way too hard. Yeah. Created a lot of problems for herself. Put herself in positions to be off balance, just like you just did right there. I hit, the, I hit the wrong one trying to lock my seat in place. When you are the one that's making these almost runs at yeah. your opponent trying to get the takedown, it's like, slow down, man. You're making a mistake here. You're the one creating your own problems. And obviously when McKenzie, you know, jumped you know, into the position, basically jumped guard, but Tisha held her up. She had the Kimura. It was a... Yeah, good situation for Mackenzie. I thought Tisha did a very nice job of remaining calm, taking care of herself, making sure that she was able to walk her way through it. Mackenzie was in a position when you saw her on her back. She didn't have a submission there, and a lot of you know they're sitting there going back and forth about what she's got. She had the other, she had the arm that she cannot armbar, but she was controlling the position and controlling her opponent, not allowing her opponent to stand back up or get away from her because obviously that's what Tisha wanted to do and McKenzie was keeping that from happening. But then went after, you know, the leg, everything that she was doing, you looked and it was a close fight. It was tight. And uh, first round, I think, went to, uh, um, I think McKenzie in the end got it. I think, you know, yeah. she got the second. Tisha got the third. It was a close fight. Like you said, it was a good fight. Yeah. What I saw in the first round, I had Tisha win in the first. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I wasn't paying attention in the middle of a conversation or something, but I had Tisha win in the first. Had her obviously lose in the second, and I had her win in the third. Yeah. It was close in the third, and I thought the first round was close also. So I, I'm not mad at the way the decision went. No, I, th I thought th I thought it could have <laughs> gone either way. 
I really yeah, did. I thought I could have went either way. It was what just I who you gave the first Tisha, to. What I love what Tisha did, though, is she got stuck in that kimura while she was standing. She turned her back to the fence. Smart. So her back, her arm couldn't get behind her back because her back was against the yeah, fence. It's fence. Smart job. Yeah. I think she didn't realize that that had happened. Like, oh, wow. And then she got turned. And then she ended up having to turn herself back to the fence to make sure she didn't get kimura She did a good job. She did a lot of great stuff in that fight. Um, what I loved the most was her lateral movement. And then every time McKenzie was trying to throw the haymaker, she slipped underneath. She just didn't slip underneath the counter enough, though, and that was the problem. She should have slipped underneath and then thrown some combinations off of that to make McKenzie pay for throwing those big haymakers. So overall, though, I thought it was a very fun fight. It was action-packed. There was a lot of back and forth, and that's kind of what you want to see from the top-level talent you know, in the female division, in any, in any division. And you need to tell Matt Mitrione he's nuts. Just tell him he's, he's lost. Brent, Brendan is right. Matt oh, is totally geez. wrong. Yeah, I try to stay out of those kind of conversations, <laughs> exactly. my friend. Uh, All right. You know. Vince Michelle took on Mark O'Madson. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into this fight. Go Dave, ahead. you have something you, say, you want to say to John? Dave, you have something you want to say to John? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry because Michelle was on the main oh. card. I'm sorry. Michelle was on the main card. I called this fight actually in the main card. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> John said this it was guy. Gary in weeks, and I said it was Jesus guy. This guy is just oh man. Hey, hey, Dave. Dave. Uh, actually, Rosenstruck Dave, falling Dave, off is actually what caused Dave. This you whole need thing, to stop so. talking right now. I want to. I want to. Apo- I want to apologize to you, Dave, that I was wrong, okay. and that you were right about Vince Pichel and Thank Marco Matson. How how you feel better now? Wait, wait. Yeah. I thought you said they were on the main card. I did. I'm just being a. I'm just screwing with him because he's he's a, apologizing. He's cause, a you know, troll that can't admit yeah. when he's wrong. He's wrong. Eight years old, he was, dementia. He, was wrong. he, he doesn't was troll. Wrong. Troll. What a guy. Between the two of you, <laughs> John's dementia and Josh's four brain cells. You guys can't remember what happened on one. I and I will say though the the whole thing with the Mark O'Matson Vince Michelle anybody that gave the second round to Mark O'Matson, you have lost your fucking mind. Just lost your mind. 30 yeah. 27. He did win the first. He won the third. You're going to say that he won the second? Not even close. Hmm. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, overall, though, good fight. Scrappy back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Pichelle's, Pichelle's a real deal. I, He's I wasn't, tough. I wasn't, I wasn't so on him, John, when you were talking about him. You were giving him the pump, and I was like, eh, I'm not too sold on him. He reminds me, though, a little bit of Cub Swanson. Very much. Yeah. Cubs a little smoother. Cubs a little smoother in all of his movements and what he does and everything. But Pichelle normally got a great gas tank, can push the pace, and he wears people. He breaks people. He breaks people with a pressure. You know, and he's just awkward. He switches stance back and forth, all of that movement, all of that switching and stuff. But, you know, I thought, you know, O'Madson was lucky he got that takedown in the third because he was tired. Coming out of that second round, you got to figure an Olympic wrestler got taken down by a guy that never wrestled a day in his life. Ooh, happens. That's what happens, happens in timing, MMA timing. when you get tired. Timing's everything. Yep. Next. Ian Gary from <laughs> Ireland, now fighting <laughs> out of Sanford MMA against, I'll tell you what, Darian Weiss. I thought Darian Weiss a really good fight you i thought in gary's definitely the kid's good he's got good stand-up 
there's things to work on in there, but Darian Weeks really, uh, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with his, uh, his standup was decent. He kept his hands up high, did the right thing. He countered at times. He gave him problems, but I think the length of Gary was a little bit of a problem for him. Uh, and Gary's fast. He's for tall fighter in that weight class, 170 pounds, six foot three. Kid's got speed on his hands too. So and his his left leg kick, left kick coming up high, is fast. <coughs> he, he gets yeah. it there and he gets it there in a hurry. So he's gonna be good. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's gonna be the guy that is uh, what they're thinking of the next Connor from uh, Ireland. But he's a good fighter. He's fun to watch. Yeah, but you got to think about all the other guys that are ahead of him at, at that weight class. Oh, oh, I know. That's what I'm talking you about. Know. But he's got a long so, ways to go too. You can't, you you can't rush him. He's nine and zero. That's a nice record. Just give him good opponents for a while. Put him on a couple year run of multiple opponents per year. Thinking he's going to do well. Yeah, it's all about slow playing the the young talent, especially yes. the ones that are undefeated. You got to take your time with them. Let them uh, develop the confidence. They can hang with the upper level, you know, talent. So, yep. next, Anthony Hernandez fought a great fight against Josh Fron, Fram, Fram, Fram. <laughs> I can't ever say it right, but that was a really good fight. I tell you what, he he dominated Josh in the very in the first round, and then Josh comes back in the second. I mean, Anthony Hernandez has got a pace to him, and he goes after things. He does not stop. He's fun to watch. He comes from California out there. And, Sacramento area he's tough the dude can fight you know a lot of people you know have not given him the credit he deserves the guy is a gamer and his his goddamn ground game is good I thought he, he fought a very alpha male? no no he's uh he's not with alpha male I don't know exactly who he's with he had he had uh Matthew Je- uh hey Anthony Hernandez Matt Jelly what's that gold uh, Fluffy is the same team as Aspen Lad. Okay. Hmm. So. Hmm. But he th- he fought a really good fight. But let's talk about Aspen Lad and Raquel Pennington. I thought that was a good fight. And I thought Raquel Pennington looked really good for a lot of that fight. She talked about yeah. landing counters. <laughs> Very good job of landing that. Her right hand hit the mark multiple times in that fight. I th- Aspen, I thought, was coming on a little bit in the end of the fight, but Raquel Pennington, for taking it on nine days, she looked good. I think she was already in camp, though, work, working with Tisha yeah. Torres as well. Yeah. So I, I saw them training for the last probably couple weeks now. So she was probably helping Tisha. So she was already probably in probably in pretty good shape. Decent. Understanding that Aspen Lad's also not someone that has a big output. So it's like, why not take the fight? Also, the potential of getting the knockout, putting a lot of pressure on her. I think Raquel... I didn't realize how big Aspen Ladd is because Raquel Pennington for the weight, she's pretty, she's kind of a, a bigger body frame. And so when I saw the two of them next to each other, Aspen Ladd's a big girl when the two of them were standing next to each other. So, uh, but overall, yeah, a good fight. Raquel landed some clean, hard shots throughout the fight. She did seem like she started to slow down in the third. But yeah, overall, I had, I had Raquel winning the fight as well. Congratulations to her. You know, good stuff. Mike Malott against Mickey Gall. What'd you think? <laughs> Oh my gosh! You got to figure. Look, all I saw, all I heard, I heard a little bit of the commentary saying Mickey's always getting better on the feet. He's doing this. He's got he was, obviously he has the advantage on the ground, 
But can he get the fight to the ground? But he's doing well on the feet. He's, he landed a couple good hard shots. No, dude. No. <laughs> get the fight to the ground. Time. Get the fight to the ground. I, I didn't see like full-hearted efforts to really try to get shots in. Like good double legs, good pressing to the fence. I didn't see that. And I don't know nope. if you all of a sudden found out that like you have a little bit of you know striking. Like it's like you see it all the time with like top level wrestlers. They get one knockout, all of a sudden they're just like all they're doing is searching for the knockout. They're just they fall in love with their hands. You can't be that guy. And I I don't think he's that guy. It just it seems like he's just falling in love with just okay, look, it's on the feet, we're good, I'm safe here. No, you're not safe here. Not when you're dealing with someone who really wants to take your head off. This is not practice. And so, I mean, he was, yeah, he was face down, ass up. Oh, so a lot landed that him. left hook. It landed flush. Yeah. He was fighting the ref after John. He was, <laughs> well, on the, he was on the ref trying to get up and they got past the ref and got back to his opponent's leg. That's how much he was fighting it. Didn't realize like, oh, his opponent just turned his foot and kicked out. And I was like, oh my gosh. But you got to give yeah. it like a lot looked really good at the standup. Yeah. Technically he was landing. And it, it, that that knockout was not just that one shot. It was all of the prior shots because he landed a couple of times big, and you saw Mickey, you saw him just you know wiggle. You saw him stumble. You saw him have those moments where all of a sudden he's backing up right away. All those you know those stingers that are happening they add up to where that finally that one it puts you where yeah you end up face down ass up so. I, again, again, I still John? I still like he that call though. Say say that again, John. He had that wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> you get the wiggle. <laughs> yeah. But nice win by Malat. Then there was Mr. Alexi, 44 year old Olenek against Jared Vandera. <laughs> now that's a takedown. What a beautiful takedown by Olenek. Okay. <laughs> he grabs hold. Drags him on top of him, right? Nothing wrong with that, John. Not, nothing wrong with him. Then Mackenzie Dern did a good job of doing that as well. <laughs> Mackenzie Dern didn't drag a 280-pound man on no, top of that's her. true. <laughs> drags him on top, actually starts to work towards getting out, gets to X-guard at a certain point, ends up where he gets the Sweet top him. position, and then Kezakatami, or Scarfolded for most people, Look at when when and I'm telling you, Josh, you know, I, I refereed Olenek and had to break him from certain people you know, when he was going after that scarf hold. He is a strong man, super strong. And in fact, if Travis Brown told me after the fight when he was getting squeezed, he goes, "Holy shit!" He goes, "I thought he was going to tear my fucking head off." So that's why when you see, you know, Bandera at the end and he's puking. That's what it's like, man. You get oh, someone yeah. that will actually squeeze you that you think he's going to actually be able to break your skull. Now, that was a tight squeeze, and, and congratulations to Mr. Submission. Alexiola that gets another one. Well, John, he pulls him down on top of him. He tries to come up on a single leg, loses <laughs> that position, gives his back up, by the way. Did he give he his back up? Yeah, he had his, uh, yeah. I don't his recall had his back. back up. Had his back, and then he escapes out of there. Well, that's true. He did. Goes belly down, then gets to his back, and then like puts the hooks in. And holy shit! I like how you said he went to X guard. Got he did go to X guard. Did you see him? 
Yeah, he goes to X-Car, he sweeps. He gets him to go to his back. He gets tries to come on top, and he loses that position. Then he gives yep. up his own back. Yeah. That's how he got it. He's a back That's right. That's right. So good stuff, though, um, but just ill-advised, though. Fight IQ by his opponent. What's his opponent's name? Brandon? Brent, uh, Jared. Yeah, Jared what's his Vendera. last name? Vendera. Vendera. So Vendera was, basically, Vendera was, you should have just made the space. Get away. His only way of winning was to do what he did. And you let him do that. You thought you were going to jump on his back and sub him. What are you doing, dude? Just get out. Yep. I know you've got some good submissions. You've been working with some some guys that have good wrestling. You have good wrestling yourself. Get out and away. It just didn't make any sense. Fight, when we talk about fight IQ, you guys, that right there showed that that was a lack of fight IQ. Just yeah, when make you, your space. Get when out you think way. about it, you got a guy that has over 40 submission wins. Dude. Are you going to be on the ground with him? Insane. Crazy. It doesn't make any but, sense. Yeah. I, it completely baffled me, John, when I was watching. I was like, I was back and forth going, what are you doing? Jump, like you're pulling him on top of you. What are you doing? Hey, get the fight anyway to the ground. You can't. Okay, fine. I get it. Then he came up on the single, got to the X guard. Then, didn't get, and then he got the sweep, lost the position, got his back taken. I'm like, shit, this is not going to go. You're not going to get subbed by this guy. No way. <laughs> sure enough. Gets to the top position, gets to his back, puts his hooks in. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But as a fight IQ, it just didn't make any sense. I couldn't believe it. But tip my hat, man. What did you say? 40-something submissions, finishes? That's yeah. insane. That's it's insane. Crazy. That's crazy. as many. That's a, that He's got as many finishes as I have, like, fights, I believe. Something you got to like figure that. he's 44 years old. He started fighting <laughs> when he was 19. That's nuts. I did, too, but I, I didn't have that many fights. Like, oh. he's got as many subs as I think I had as many fights. Yeah, and a lot probably. of my fights aren't even on the thing because the internet wasn't around when i was fighting <laughs> this guy's a stud all right we had piera rodriguez against Kay hansen i thought Kay hansen actually came out fought a pretty good fight in the beginning and then started making mistakes mrs rodriguez was able to take advantage of some of those it was a close fight but you know eventually you know you, you you're making those mistakes and giving someone positions it ends up mm -hmm. they get the fight Good job for Rodriguez. But the one that I really want to talk about was Julio Arce against Daniel Santos. I thought Arce showed what a good boxer, a good stand-up fighter, good lateral movement, beautiful jab, really put on a good performance against a guy who was coming after him very you know, aggressively, hunting him down, crushing the space. And he just handled it all very well. Landed that jab continuously. Beautiful. You know, he was in Southpaw a lot, so he would land the right jab, straight left down the middle. Nothing flashy, just very effective. It's not always about being flashy. It's not always about the flying knees, the head kicks. It's not always about that. It's about just basics. Yeah, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, just keeping yeah. basic and just, like it's the same way it goes for jiu-jitsu. How I mean, like, it's very rare you see someone, like, you know, when uh, Nogueira, what, finished, first person ever finished with the Anaconda, the Dars. <clears throat> the Anaconda, right? When he finished, uh, who'd he finish with that in Pride? Heath Herring, right? I think. Yeah, so he hits him, and everyone's like, oh, my God, what's this move, <sighs> right? It was like this big deal. It's very rare that you see someone come up with a new submission, okay? It's the basics that gets them there. The armbar triangle is still around because it still finishes people. You know, the, the Kimura is still around because it still finishes people. It's the basic stuff. The most Very basic rarely. is the rear naked choke. How exactly. often is it used? It's all the, all time. the time. 
all the time. So uh, keeping the ba- keeping everything basic, whether it's submissions or even your boxing, hands up, chin down. <laughs> that's the, one of the first things you learn in boxing, just keeping it basic. And that's one of the ways to win fights. Definitely. That's when it comes to fight IQ. So, yep. All right. Well, hey, I think that's going to wrap up our uh, our UFC talk. But, John, I thought overall, the, like, let's do a recap in terms of overall, good night. I thought it was a good night, yeah. Was I thought there was a bucks? couple. Well, I spent it, so <laughs> I thought I thought overall, if you t- the main card, I thought Madsen, Pichel, it was decent. I thought Mackenzie Dern versus Torres, very entertaining fight. I thought that Chimaev versus Burns, best fight of the night. I thought that um, Aljamain Sterling against Peter Yan was a good fight. I thought uh, yeah. I was impressed with uh, how smart I thought Sterling was trying to fight and I was a little bit disappointed with a guy that I thought had enough experience that knew don't be mad just go you know go do business but kind of let the emotions get in there and then I mean I can't say enough good things about Volkanovsky and the way he looked he looked fantastic so let me roll this back a little bit where does Jan go from here oh Jan is right he's right in the mix still Who's he fight oh. next? Give me some. Yeah, depends. He's already be, he's already beat Aldo. He's already beat Sanhagen. Yeah. Where's he go? Who's up there? Well, you got TJ, but TJ is going to fight next for the title. You would think. Yeah. So, but wow. you know, you don't know. You know, you could put him against you know Marab. I think that oh, would be a fun right, fight. The two of them don't like each other now after this. You whole know, because Marab is kind of with Aljamain, so that would yeah. be a good fight. Yeah. I mean, there's a little animosity there now. Then they can sell it because they got the footage now of them two getting at, getting after it after the, uh, I think, weigh-ins or the yep. presser. It was, I think yeah. it was the weigh-ins. Yeah, good so, call. That's a good call yeah. there. I like that one. All right. Well, hey, Dave, give us some news. What you got? All right. Let's uh, talk about this <laughs> fight announcement. Uh, Joanna Young-Jacek is mm-hmm. scheduled to fight against um, uh, Willie Zhang in Singapore at UFC 275 in June. Great rematch, but Ioana isn't fighting enough. I know she only wants big fights and everything, but her last fight was against Wei Li, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, my concern, my concern isn't just not only is she not fighting enough, but it's gonna be really hard for them to live up to that first fight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm scared to watch it because it's gonna ruin the first fight for me. That's a that, that's you know. a rough one. Yeah, it was so damn good, John. They fought their asses off. Oh, it was fight of the year. Was winning, Joanna was winning the fight. She was dominating the fight the first two rounds, two and a half rounds, and then Willie came Willie on. Zang just came on and started just putting it on her, and just it was still even close rounds, but she still won. Oh, uh, it was a, it was a great great fight. So, um, I don't know. I uh, I'm excited to see the fight. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm just being very uh, what what's the word? I'm like, cynical sentimental sentimental about You're the first fight cynical cynical about the second fight there you go <laughs> there you go uh big words for josh thompson today you guys <laughs> ladies and gentlemen um good fight though i'm excited singapore's in june uh, I, I love singapore singapore is probably one of my favorite cities to ever go to it's clean everyone's oh, super nice city. everyone speaks english it's very uh diverse in terms of you'll get all different types of people that live there and uh, it's it's fun. It's a fun city to be in, man. Beautiful as well. Beautiful. Uh, that's, next, that's that's turned out to be a pretty good card, though. 
Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember who else on that car. Glover Teixeira against Yuri. That's All right. Who wins that fight? Hey. If Glo- let me ask you this. John. Stop. Stop betting this. against Glover. Everyone's betting against Glover all the time. All right. Well, John, let me ask you this. We are in L.A. because we're hosting. We're going to be in L.A. tomorrow. We're in L.A. I'm in L.A. now. You're in L.A. tomorrow. But on Monday, we're hosting the press conference for the San Jose show where you've got Vadim Nemkov fighting Corey Anderson. Yep. Okay. You've got uh, Glover Teixeira fighting um, Yuri, Yuri Pocheska. Pocheska. Yep. So do you think that the the number one light heavyweight in the world is fighting on Friday night? You have Nemkov and you've got Corey Anderson. Corey's got a win over over Glover. Yes, he does. Okay. Yuri's got a win over Nemkov. Yes, he does. I mean, I, I'm saying like intermix, they mix intermix very, very well. Oh, it's great. Four of them, the four of them are the obviously the top four light heavyweights in the world. But does the winner of Friday become the number one guy up until the winner of of them fight? And see who wins that because if Glo- let's say Corey wins and Glover wins again in June, what do you if you do the MMA math? Is Corey the better fighter then, since he's already beaten him? Uh, it's it's at, uh, at this point. Let's 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 look at it honestly. I don't give a shit that Corey has a win over Glover, and I don't give a go. shit that Yuri's got a win over Nemkov. Nemkov. Yuri's Yuri's win over Nemkov was oh, Nemkov man. being a young fighter. In uh, fighting in Ryzen and you know blowing up, you know Yuri had his moments in the fight, but Nemkov was definitely winning the fight, you know, and uh, blew himself up trying to get rid of Yuri in a ten-minute round. We don't have ten-minute rounds in uh, MMA really anymore, so I don't know. I just look at it and go, do I think that Nemkov could beat anybody? Yeah, he could beat anyone. Do I think Corey can beat anyone? Yeah, he can beat anyone. Do I think Glover on the on the right night can beat anyone? Yep. Yeah. And and Yuri is just crazy, yeah. tough, good, uh, just awkward, all kinds of things. So he's he's trouble for everyone too. Yeah. You could interchange any of them. It all makes for good fights. Yep. Yep. This this is that moment when you wish you could put like a, a light heavyweight world grand prix with just the four oh, of them, oh, yeah. right? Oh, just be like, oh, yeah, because yeah. they intermix so well. You know, um, yeah, I, I think Yuri's gonna have a hard time with with Glover. Well, if that if, fight, if that fight hits the ground, if if it, that fight hits the ground with Yuri underneath Glover, he's gonna have problems. Yeah, it's gonna he's know. gonna wear out pretty quick, and he he's a, he's in good shape. He comes uh, he's got a good gas tank, but there's a lot of pressure when Glover's on top. Yeah, everyone's found that out when they got on bottom. Yep. Don't bet Next. against Glover right now, man. He's proven everyone wrong. Uh, yes, this is very true. This is very true. Next. All right. You guys talked about AJ and uh, Volk already um, and that kind of speculation. So we'll go we'll wrap up on this story. Anderson Silva is set to return for a boxing match in May against uh, Bruno Machado in Dubai. Okay. I don't know who Bruno Machado is. John. John's like, I don't know. I don't know who Bruno Machado is either. <laughs> I don't know who he is. So. <laughs> All right. Who's Bruno <laughs> Machado? We, Come on, now Dave. We have, now we have homework. Yeah, give us pull him up and see, what does he? Who does he have? Who has he fought before, Dave? Uh, looks like he's got an MMA record of thirteen and nine. Oh, um, no wonder I don't know Bruno Machado. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm just going back to 
Trying to pull up one what was his last history. fight? Go to his fight history. Oh, okay. man, you just took it away. It. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> January last year. Blake Cry. Oh, he's been fighting in UAE Warriors? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, I don't think that's a good fight for Bruno. No. Majority <laughs> of the time it's not. Hey, did you hear that Pico's uh, pony got changed? Yes, I, it did. Yeah, no one told me until I found out tonight here on the show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> nice. All right, lovely. <laughs> what time do you get into L.A. tomorrow? Uh, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, Jesus. I think you and yeah, I are probably you. around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and I are around the same time. Lovely. You want LAX or yeah. I'm going to Burbank? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's because you have the ability to take a little puddle jumper, and I don't. Yes, this Burbank, is very true. if you're not taking a puddle jumper, is expensive. Yeah. Yes, it is very. Uh, well, hey, overall, though, I thought the night was a good night of fights. We are packed, you guys, for the next couple of weeks with just nothing but fights. So you guys make sure you guys tune in, especially the following week. You have this week with uh, Friday, which is uh, Bellator, is on Friday night. So make sure you guys tune in. What uh, what card does, the, does UFC have for Saturday? I think it's Bilal uh, Muhammad against yeah. uh, Luque. Ooh, Vicente Luque and Bilal. Is that the card, Dave? Yeah, I'm just pulling up right now. That, yeah, that, that should be. That should be. Who else is on that card? Uh, let's take a look. So we got the cool main is. Oh, you're gonna um, go to Sure Dog where you look because the, all those. Are th oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, it's on speed dial. <laughs> oh God. Uh, looking at the undercard, um, I'm not seeing any names that stand out, um, but John, you can take a look here and see. Andre Fialo's there against uh -uh. Miguel Baeza, which is actually a good fight. That's, That's a, good, a fight. good fight. That's Baeza's a good fight. That, that was fun. Pat Sabatini against TJ Laramie. That's a good fight. I like Pat Sabatini. He's one of those Philadelphia oh, boys. Crazy. Uh, Devin Clark, good wrestler against William Knight. Very strong guy. That's a good one. Lena Landsberg against Panny. Kianza, uh, Drakkar Close against Brandon Jenkins. Eh, there's some decent fights on there. Hey, isn't don't we have a Sabatini on our roster too? No, no, we got a Who's Sabatello. The kid? Sabatello, Sabatello. Danny right. Sabatello. Sabatello. He's making it. He's he's gonna be in that the 135 pound tournament. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Fighting in Hawaii, correct? Trying to yep. get on the main card. Trying yep, to get yep, onto yep, that yep. tournament. Trying to get in the main bracket. Yep. If he wins that, he ends up. I think he draws Magomed Magomedov. Though I think if he how lucky. No, lucky. you know what? That's a good matchup for him. I think it is. I think if you're going to pick a, a style matchup, that would probably be the yeah. best matchup for him. Absolutely. That would be a fun fight. Yeah, I'm excited for that. The other fighter would fight... Uh, who are the other fight? Who are the other two guys if they win? Who they fight? Uh, Higo. Higo, that's correct. Yeah. <coughs> good stuff. Sorry, good stuff. Higo. Ego, yeah. And then the following week, we're in Hawaii, and that that is stacked because we got two nights of fight. We got Friday and Saturday night. So Cyborg is going to be fighting there. Alimale McFarlane be fighting there. If you guys have not tuned in for an Alimale McFarlane fight in Hawaii, she does a great walkout. Fight is the crowd is electric when she fights. It's absolutely amazing. Yep. Plus, she's got some other. Uh, also, Yancey Medeiros uh, making his debut yeah. belt or in Hawaii, his home state. In Hawaii. Yep, and then Kamaka, right? And then Keone yeah, Diggs Kai is Kamaka. also fighting. Yep. Kai Kamaka is fighting, and uh, Keone Diggs, he's also fighting. Yep. So some good stuff, man. I'm pumped for these these next two weeks. We are going to be super busy. We're going to be uh, recording on the fly. 
So bear with us, you guys, and uh, let's have some fun. Maybe John and I will be in the same room one of these days. Maybe. <laughs> should be. Should be fun. All right, guys. Well, hey, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, I'm talking to you guys from the Thick Boy Studios here in Calabasas. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out the Fight Companion, check it out. We had a good time tonight. Matt Michirone and uh, Brian Callen and, and Mr. Thick Boy himself, uh, Brendan Schaub. And um, it was good, man. We had some good time. Good fun. And I was actually a little bit more sober tonight, so I was able to. Hey, <laughs> fight. good for hey. you. No, Matt took my place tonight. Oh, did, <laughs> did was, Matt get lit? Yeah, no, he was all right. He was good, but he, he was he was definitely uh, more of the Josh, the Josh than I was. He did yeah. defeat you in the Matt Matruan versus Josh Thompson main event, though, didn't he? When he called you out about your broadcasting against them. No, I won. No, no I had won. to let him. I had to let him know. I, I know. I definitely won. He called. He had a beef. He's like, I have, I have a bone to pick with you, and I'm like, yeah. He was mad at the fact that I said that he was sticking. Uh, he was running from Roy from uh, Big Country, and I said, yeah, I know you were running. I said, what happened though was you were sticking and moving. You were throwing ones and twos and throwing inside leg kicks and outside kicks. I said, but you wobbled his knees a couple times. I said, I wanted to see you throw a three and a four. I didn't say get in there and blitz. And then he went off and he goes, yeah, but I feel like when I had him against the fence and I was flurrying, okay, he's like, that's when he gets you into like coaxing you into like feeling comfortable and that's when he knocks you out. No, that's not the times that I'm talking about, Matt. I'm talking about the part where, the part where you're sticking and moving and you're running. You're throwing one punch run, one punch run. When you rock him with the one punch or the two punch, throw the three and the four. Don't stand in front of him and get knocked out. Do a little bit more. I said, I'm not telling you to brawl with him. We all know how that ends up. But yeah, I, I explained it. I had to explain it to him in fight IQ terms. And then he started to understand. See, I can't, can't see, this is what we talk about, you guys. Dave is a troll. That's why we pick on him. He's like, oh, did he dominate <laughs> you in the, in the, no. Matt Mitrione would not dominate me in the fight IQ department, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I love me some Matt Mitrione. They call him Meathead for a reason. Okay. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm in the regular it. IQ department. No, jeez, You're crazy. <laughs> You're not even in the IQ uh, department. All right, guys. Well, hey, hopefully you guys tune in. And John, take us away, my man. Hey, everyone out there, a couple things. Go to weighing Order one of our fantastic sweatshirts like this right here. Or oh. the newer design. You can get all those. That's a beautiful shirt that Josh is wearing right there. Pick up a beautiful sweatshirt, a hoodie, a t-shirt, whatever, and represent. Take a picture of it, send it to us, and we will repost that sucker. If you're out there doing things, do me a favor. Make someone's day special. Buy someone a, a nice meal. Do something good for someone. It'll make you feel good, and hopefully they'll pay it back later on. For everyone out there, thanks for listening, and we will see you.